On this episode, no guests, no questions, just hot takes. Give me that green light. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 29 of the Green Light Podcast. It is Paulio and Ephrage back in the studio, and we are the Fabus Five. Another cover, another year, another Duke cover. All right, Virginia can do whatever they want. They're not getting covers like Duke ever will. All right. I think that you think that I'm unhappy about this and that I'm jealous. I could not be is happier. Is this like the, what is this, like the Madden curse? I could not be happier. Ball? You're throwing these dudes on the Sports Illustrated cover before they ever have a game. Yeah, but and that happens to Duke before. Reddick was on, well, no, he was a junior then. But they, they've been on too many covers to even count, man. There's no method to the madness of SI. Uh, I love it. They look fantastic. All I'm saying blue is looks good. when my team was on the Sports Illustrated cover last, we lost to a 16 seed for the That's first time saying. ever. So, um, and if you remember the intro, it was Ian has to buy a retriever. Oh, that was that tough. Was tough. That was tough, tough life for you. I just know I, if I was a betting man, I would hammer Kentucky on Tuesday. So Yeah, <clears throat> yeah maybe, maybe. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. We're not going to get into too much um, actual basketball analysis. We've got a lot of topics to cover. Uh, we're going to go over Doug Gottlieb. we got to talk about Doug in one of his takes. We're going to go over Mike Woodbury, the psycho from uh, what's the prep school? Nation Christian. Nation Academy. Christian. You're an idiot. Uh, we want to go over some of the new coaches and how they're doing. Penny Hardaway is absolutely crushing it right now. Um, we want to talk about the suspensions, two random suspensions at UConn and Virginia Tech that came out of nowhere. Uh, we're, uh, Ohio football is on right now, so we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, action, uh, Ohio basketball and Buffalo since they're going to crush the MAC this year. And we want to talk about a, a maybe decision by John – is it Swafford? Is Swafford, that, yeah, yeah. John Swafford, commissioner of the ACC, um, and a weird maybe decision that's on the horizon that I don't uh, like. But uh, love the cover. Shout out to SI. I'm excited to – I've been you know watching their um, Dukes you know preseason games. They played like Ferris State. It was actually like really – like I watched the highlights and I was yeah. bored. Hey, I don't know why they play those teams. I mean, I, you know, it's like preseason football. I guess you want to like kick somebody's ass and then get to the real thing. But – Forget about Duke. Let's jump into Doug Gottlieb. Um, we're going to try and, and uh, play the recording. I want to preface it, too. I, I was on my commute to work today, and I was like, I'll give – it's a short episode. Uh, Jeff Goodman, uh, obviously, I like Jeff as a writer, and I, I've listened to his podcast a little bit. I never really liked Doug Gottlieb, but uh, it was season preview. I was like, I'll at least see what he has to say. Within the first 10 minutes, I heard possibly one of the worst college basketball takes – I've heard and maybe the since social media has been now, like a it's a worst college basketball take ever right now for a variety of reasons. If you said this like in nineteen ninety, then yeah, he's right. Yes. In, in nineteen ninety to maybe ninety four. So let's we'll play it and let you hear what he says first and then we'll give you our stance. Here's here's the way I, here's the way I look at it, okay? And I do think you can appreciate this. I understand that there are guys that are gonna be drafted in the NBA draft. And um, that's going to – being drafted in the NBA draft is going to make people think. And, they're, and by midseason, they'll start to crank it up and score more points. But, like, if you think 
a, a kid who's 18, 19 years old is a better player than a fourth-year junior in Trace Tinkle. Like, you need to watch – right in college basketball right now, you need to watch more hoop. And there aren't uh, many. You need to I, watch I more hoops, bro. Yo, what? so the preface of that was Goodman basically put out a national player of the year poll and uh, to like 10 different college basketball writers. And he had Trace Tinkle ahead of like R.J. Barrett, Karen, and, and like just I think everybody, everybody. Every freshman, and it was. He, I guess he said he didn't put it in order, but the fact that he put a Oregon State player who averaged, I believe, sixteen or seventeen less. Like he's a good player, you know what I'm saying? Like he's good. He's not, you know, this isn't like a. He's, I, I, and a, maybe this is me crushing Oregon State for for being. Oregon State, but, yeah, but like, he's a good player on a bad team. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Is like I, I, I then had to check myself. I was like, wait a minute, maybe I don't know enough about what Oregon State has done in the past five years. They've done nothing. They made one NCAA tournament, I believe, in like since like I think there was one in '09 and then 2016. I, I, and and Ian I mean, will correct me, but hot, like his dad's on the hot seat. Yeah, like, like what are we talking about? His argument that uh, uh, what did he say? A redshirt, senior? a redshirt junior. Red so shirt essentially, junior. a guy with all that experience. Yeah, four years. He was like, I'll take them as like a national player of the year. Basically, completely discredit, saying that it takes much longer for freshmen to ramp up to college basketball. Granted, last year there were three first team All Americans, AP All Americans, that were freshmen. Yeah, and, and he, he 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 then go he's he's kind of hypocritical in his point because then he says by mid year they'll be better. So it's like, dude, if we're talking about player of the year, then what is your argument? Not only that, but the NBA is getting rid of the one and done rule because of how many college players, college freshmen, are ready to play in a league above college basketball. So what? Like, I, it, it's just a weird. It's almost as if like he's like, look, I, I got to help out him, but maybe they're friends. Maybe him and, and Coach Tr- what's his last name? Trinkle. Tr- Tinkle. Tinkle. Maybe Tinkle. Coach Tinkle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm still a child at heart, you know? um, um, but Coach Tinkle, uh, maybe they're friends and this is helping them out, which cool, do that, but like, uh, what are we talking about? What do you mean, man? The whole Kentucky roster is better than this kid. So I'm going to pull up, um, and, and his thing is, yeah, once again, he's saying that by mid-season, he's like, oh, just at first, like, it's going to take him a couple months to adjust. I'm going to pull up Trey Young, for example, he yeah. Not, not he's not even like a physical example specimen like like a Zion or a Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett are, he, but he just one of the best players in college basketball. His first two games, I'm not even include because it's Omaha and Ball State. But then his third game of the season, they played Arkansas, a tournament team. He had 28 points and he had five assists. Yeah. I, then they play Portland. He had and Portland's a mid major program. 33 points, eight assists. Next game, Oregon, coming off of Final Four. Grand, they weren't as good last year. He had 43 points and seven assists. I mean, you can go through everything. Like, his first, I mean, everyone, his first 10, 12, USC, yeah, he crushed He it. plays which, not 29 points. What Wichita State, about? 29 points. Like, Remember last year, it was like ESPN was literally like Trey Young. I mean, they, they didn't talk about anybody else. It was amazing. And then his first conference game against TCU, he had 39 points and 14 assists. Like, but oh, but like, but a random kid on Oregon State who doesn't make the tournament because he's been in college for three years. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I mean, I I what get, kind of take I get is what he's this? trying. I get what you're trying to say is like, oh, he's a national player of the year. Can't 
but if you look at history over the last few years, you have your Marvin Bagley's, you have your DeAndre Aydens, you have your Trey Youngs, you have those freshmen every single year, and yet they are being drafted based on potential and and no discredit to what I mean. Trace Tingles had decent seasons. But that doesn't make Trey Single a better player or have a better shot at winning National Player of the Year. No. And, and like we said, man, like literally in the middle of it, listen to the whole thing. Like in the middle of his argument, he literally says like, well, you know, by the middle of the year, this won't be the case. It's like, then what? you're not arguing And I think Jeff, Jeff Goodman had very good rationale behind him. He's, he's like, like, what? He's like, I'm not. Nobody he, else had I, I this. Give, I give credit for, for Jeff for not just like crushing him completely um, and be like, dude, like, Come on, like, yeah. and he he says like, oh, they're playing on, they're playing against good competition, they're playing in the EYBL, and I'm like, dude, these kids have skills that are going to translate, and we've seen it time again, time and not like, so you're telling me, oh, if LeBron James, if he had played college, he needed two months to get into midseason yeah, form. What are you talking not saying about? RJ Barrett's LeBron James, but these guys, like, it's yeah. it's an unreal take. Yeah, it's it, it's just uh, it's Doug Gottlieb, and I, w- I wish you the best. And I'll last but point I'll say on this, and because he is a junior, and it's kind of, and he was a third team All American last year. Would you even make that argument with a Kyle Guy? Obviously not. I don't think so. Do you think Kyle Guy has yeah, a more then- realistic chance of winning National Player of the Year than RJ Barrett? That's, I'm a, that's a I'm good as way big to, as Virginia. That's a fan. good. That's a good like comparison because like, that's a good. He's not the best player on Virginia. He's not the best pro prospect. I think yeah. Okay, okay, but yeah. then, then yeah, now we're getting now we're dissecting it too much. It is it's too like, much. But like, my what? thing is even Virginia's a winning team. Yeah, exactly. It's well, a maybe four, the Guy face of like, it. But Trace Tinkle's night Oregon State and Virginia yeah, aren't yeah. even in the same about? stratosphere of like about? national relevance. So yeah. you're taking a guy from an unrelevant team. So he pick another pick player. another just because it's easy. Pick another two. so Javin Delorier is better than the five <laughs> players that are gonna start because he's been there. Like what do we what do you Jack White? Yeah, what do you, I love Jack. Shout out to my Australian. But, all right, Doug, you know. He got us worked up already. Yeah, I'm worked up already. Not even 10 minutes in, um, I'm worked up from Doug Gottlieb. Um, what's the next thing? What are we jumping to? So we, oh, uh, sticking with crazy oh takes and crazy God, rants man. or crazy you, everything. You want to go first or second? I got you a go. lot to say. You go. All right, so um, Mike Woodbury, if you've been living under a rock, he's the, say the prep Nation school. Nation Christian Academy. Nation Christian Academy. If that doesn't sound made in up, Florida. you know, it, it is. He, he's the C, first of all, you can't be a CEO of a prep school. Like, what are you talking about? You What, because you made it, you just get to call yourself whatever you want? You're a coach, bro. Relax. Number two, it's absolutely, I mean, one, let me let me back up. I already skipped it too. One, he's an absolute scumbag. Um, he's what is wrong with prep school, college basketball, NBA, any level, he's what's wrong with it. Um, and anyone who is in this industry for the right reasons and don't care about um, necessarily like advancement or whatever and just want to help kids get better, this makes everyone else look bad. This makes prep schools look bad. This makes everything look bad. So he's an asshole for that. Uh, number two, no one knows who you are, man. So like this guy was trying to like act I mean you know he wasn't trying because I don't think he knew he was getting recorded but like this is just who he is it's like Mike Woodbury I I don't know who you are man and like I'm a nobody but like why are you acting as if you have this like control over these kids um you know and I get like the whole like GPA and the I-20s and it's just like this absolute disaster of a situation I hope the prep school closes I hope all these kids get to land on their feet at other schools um, but I also, more than anything, more than even having like the kids land on their feet, I hope that this guy gets absolutely blackballed from the industry and never has another opportunity to 
I mean, he's not even a co- you know what I mean like he's mentoring youth. Like he he's like even more responsible than NBA coaches for trying to get these guys to where they need to go. And if this is what you're signing up for, I mean, it's a disaster. It's disaster. it's unreal. And, and the guy, I guess, apparently from from what I was told, he. I guess he had roots in the Northeast. Yeah, Maine. Like, I keep seeing like Jeff Goodman. Guy. Yeah, he, um, I know. And so I, I, I've i never heard of this guy. I did see – I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, Goodman actually literally just tweeted nine minutes ago. says, the negative feedback continued to pour in today regarding Mike Woody Woodbury. First of all, dude, nobody should have the nickname Woody unless you're in Toy Story, so kick rocks. Former players, coaches, even one ex-girlfriend reaching out. Most of them in amazement that it's taken this long for something like this to happen. So, again, the internet's undefeated, right? Kit, you're not going to get away with this forever. I'm, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy it happened. Yeah, I don't even have that much agony. I think you hit, hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> I mean, dude, everything about this guy, it's like... Scummy. Dude, We talk. everyone talks about like the... A you see like a lot of the A you see yeah, being right? gross and nasty and like these nope. guys like unqualified unqualified coaches. Not only like are those at least those guys only are taking these kids on like weekend tournaments. This dude literally has kids living with him, have him coming to the yeah, U.S. Go in the him, basement. Like, That's what he kept saying. Go in the basement. Like, like what, dude? This guy is taking like take control. Like, well, he thinks he has control their whole lives, but he is like every day, day in, day out. It's like yeah, like. You sh- you have the chance to be the most positive role model, the best like person, and put these guys in a position, and then you're just an absolute scumbag. Like yeah. you, that's all I can like. All yeah. I can say is this dude's a scumbag, and he deserves whatever happens to him. Like yeah. if he's, I hope he's blackballed from coaching. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like any be. kid that want if he starts, he'll probably maybe start a new. I mean, like literally like, anytime I've ever been in a room, whether it was from Providence or Central Connecticut or Kennesaw or high school or a, anytime a kid was like, I'd like to leave. You know, there was a conversation between the coaches and the staff or the staff and the player and maybe even the player's family. And it was just like, look, like, let's talk this through. Let's yep. see what you're struggling with and whether it's playing time or academics. Do you not like the city? Whatever. Let's see what this is and let's see if you can work through it, because I think there's so much to be said for. And we're going down a wormhole here. But like, you know, pe- kids specifically like sticking through adversity. Like, I get it. Your freshman year was hard, but there's something to be said for like coming back the next year and stick now if the situation is not for you and maybe you got over recruited and you're actually a d2 player and you got to go that's completely different like go but the conversation should always be like yo listen what's best for you and what's best for us if it's you here let's figure that out if it's not let's help you get there like that is the conversation not like i'm gonna f you in the like dude what who reacts that way unreal absolutely unreal so um mike woodbury you will never coach uh anyone that i have anything to do with or be around so um yeah i mean that's that's where we are with that sticking on the topic of coaches guys i would consider much better coaches every (laughs) single every single one of them um brand new coaches in the country um some guys are off to hot hot starts in the recruiting trail some guys I don't know if there's a, any of these teams have a foundation that like I don't know if you could necessarily pencil anyone in other than maybe Xavier as a tournament team of all the new jobs that have been taken um, at least at the high major level um, so we're well, talking about right now I don't think they have a lot of guys that, that like back so no so no tourney team for Louisville I don't like I think Louisville's a fringe tourney team they're predicted like not even like like I guess where, middle where of the pack AC right like yeah, ACC. Um, ACC preseason ranks like they have like 
a decent team. They even they were they didn't make the tournament last year, no. and they lost. Like I don't think they got better other than probably Chris Mack's coaching. And so like, I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to doubt Chris. No, Mack. you're right. You're right. I'm not going to doubt Chris Mack by any means. Right now, ESPN has um, them as the tenth best team in the ACC, uh, which is tough. They've got do it. VJ King, is Malik Williams, Darius Perry, but like, it's. It's nothing to like write home about. So um, who knows? I mean, the ACC. Like, yeah, I think tough. Chris Mack's an awesome coach. He's if they killed it. around, yeah, oh, he yeah, has killed recruits. it on the recruiting trail, and yeah. that's why I, I hope. Like, I think a lot of people pay attention to Penny because everyone was like, "All right, who's Penny going to get? Who's like, wh- who's going to come in?" Um, Chris Mack has the number two recruiting class in the country right now. Um, basically, for the 2019 season, he has five kids. Actually, they, they've dropped him down to they've dropped him down to four because Villanova picked up um, a couple kids. They have six commits. Jeez, yeah, they got. Uh, well, one, one is uh, one's a three. I don't think that I think this might have been just a random kid. Yeah, six commits. Um, the number forty four, number forty five, seventy two, eighty six, ninety seven. So they have five top one hundred kids, and he hasn't coached a game at Louisville yet. Um, it's unreal. Basically, we're looking for the 2018, 2019 Chris Holtman. And what I think, that's what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah. And what I think the is most impressive about all this is Louisville has obviously taken more of the brunt of the FBI stuff than anybody. They've actually had wins, vacated national championships. They've been like crushed by the media more as more than anybody. Yet we talked about it last week. Does it matter? He's pulling guys, and you've seen like not saying that Xavier didn't have talent. Xavier had very good basketball players. But you can win even more at Louisville, and you can get even a better talent at Louisville. And he's off to a hot start. Um, I mean, looking at the rest of the coaches, Travis Steele actually takes over for Chris Mack. Yeah. And, like, I think that's one of the – I think Xavier basketball is just like a machine. It just keeps at churning. At this point, I hope churning, it is. I want churning. it to be. The, I want it to be. The Big East won't be as good this year um, as they were last year. No, it's a down. It's, down. So it's, it's down. Um, so they should stay at the top, probably top four teams in the, in the Big East. Um, I'm, then, a, I'm looking forward to, to UConn, though. I want to see what Hurley, Hurley's going to bring a and then whole Dan Hurley. another – I mean, Dan Hurley's – A whole another like, attitude towards UConn. Back to semi-Calhoun date, like – just like hard nosed, defensive minded, like I'm like very excited to see what Hurley brings. And I want to say, as you're obviously as a Connecticut, as you're being from Connecticut, yeah, but not Connecticut. liking, but not liking UConn to begin with. Do you feel like? Do you feel like Dan Hurley was the right choice? I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but is this almost reaffirming? Like, all right, this is a new Northeast guys, like a. Try is a tri-state guy essentially that can get kids from this area and rejuvenate it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what happens in coaching. Like any wh- whoever didn't work out last, you go the opposite direction, right? So like Ali, like NBA guy, kind of a little bit uh, chiller, a little less like down your. Th- now he would yell and all that stuff, but like he's just completely different type of coach. Virginia, Dave Lado, yeah. Dave Tony Lado, Bennett Tony, could not be any more opposite. Exactly. So, so you always go like the complete opposite way. And if you've seen <laughs> Coach Dan Hurley coach on the sidelines, he is fiery, man. And yeah. he is uh, he coaches every possession, every action, every play, every defensive scheme. He is all over it. And so I think that's what they needed and wanted. They just wanted something completely different. The guy crushed he's it. He's got at URI. two really good Northeast kids too. I yep. mean that he's has committed for next year. Yep. I don't think they have a ton of talent. Left. I mean, they obviously didn't make the tournament, and they haven't made the tournament well. And so, like, 
I think the cupboard's pretty bare, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't, can't pencil them into the NCAA tournament. But, yeah. like, the conference, like, the American, I, I think, is surprisingly going to be very good here in a couple of years because yeah. you have – Memphis, you have UConn, you have Wichita State, you have Cincinnati. Like those are as long teams as those that should be four, consistent. yeah. And then now with Penny and Memphis, like as long as those four are in the top, let's say forty, you know, not even necessarily the top, but they're all like in the top forty, then that league can kind of try, hopefully try and take a uh, a jump here. Soon. Exactly. You know, what right I mean? now like they, you said the A10 is a better conference. I like the A10. The A10 is that. a better conference than the AAC, but I think the AAC with those power potential of those schools, I think the AAC can. And we're, not, we're, not, we're forgetting UCF. UCF's predi- predicted to win the conference. That's right. And so, That's like, right. it can be a very good conference. Yeah, mess um, around and go get five, six teams that, in the tournament. Penny's crushing it. Um, he's getting, he's keeping his kids, essentially, they're Team Penny guys. Yep. He's got James Wiseman, essentially, it's going to come down to Kentucky and Memphis. Um, yeah. Uh, and he's he's literally pulling out Zach Randolph and I, I'm going to, like, I's going to sound like the oldest dude ever. It's like Money Bag Yo. Who I I love rap music, but I don't even know who this dude is. Money bag. Yo. This dude showed up at James Wiseman's like housing. I guess it was like a big with Zach Randolph to be like, yo, you gotta be stay at Memphis. You got. Wait a minute, are you rap. saying that Money Bag Yo is a rapper? Money. That's bag, his name. Yeah, that's his name. Money bag. Yo. Money bag. Yo. Money oh bag. Yo's recent album tracklist featuring J Cole. Yeah. Um, is he a Memphis rapper? Demario Dwayne White Jr. Yeah, he's signed to Yo Gotti's record label. Demario so he's a Memphis Dwayne. guy. Oh, is that why he's Money Back Yo? Like I guess, Yo Gotti? I, that would be my guess. And dude, wow, we sound what a weird real, thing. We're never I'm 29. I listen to rap every single day. I don't know who Money Back Yo is. But he showed up and with James Wiseman, it was basically Yo, you gotta stay. <laughs> Money Bag Yo. Stay, yo, I'm going stay. by well, yeah. Polly Bag Yo from now on. <laughs> Polly Bag Polly Yo. Bag yo. <laughs> there we go. There's the picture. Welcome to episode James 30. Wiseman. It's Polly Bag Yo and E Phrase Yo. I mean, come on. Yeah. So all right. Uh, I mean, Penny's pulling out the right moves. He gets yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, everyone and uh, no. He, ah, there he's he is. Doing, he's doing a Big very Daddy uh, cool. He's doing a very come good on the job. pod. Um, and then I mean, other than that, I don't wait. Wait, I do want to jump. Staying on UConn, and we'll, oh, and we can kind of like segue yeah, into segue the two, suspen- two suspensions that kind of came out of absolute, not kind of, absolutely came out of left field. UConn suspended swingman Sidney Wilson indefinitely, which is a terrible sign, uh, from games for an unspecified violation of university policy. That's the best, you know, like an unspecified uh, team rule violations. Those are the best. Um, this, is a, this is not good for UConn at all. And the other one is Chris Clark from Virginia Tech, who I think is actually even a bigger loss yeah, for Virginia Chris Tech. Chris Clark is... I mean, what are you guys doing? Is it drugs? Is it a little smoking? Well, is it drinking? I didn't even realize. Is this and I like heard about uh, a little before it says number 15 Virginia Tech suspends Chris Clark indefinitely and has already removed him from the Hokies roster so he's Ooh. not even on See, like, the different. website yeah. and no one really knows like I haven't looked I'm not a big message board guy to begin with but I haven't even looked into um anything like what the what it could possibly be if anything's leaked out there it's funny because you're looking at Buzz Williams last January after beating Notre Dame said he's easily the best rebounder on our team. This dude's 6'6", 210. He's super, super athletic. Um, he does wear his hair sometimes like Princess Leia and puts him up in little buns. Oh, and little bun really life. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But this dude's a tough dude. Like, absolute. Like, he is a guy that, like, when Virginia would play them, he, like, I hate it because yeah. Virginia, if Virginia gives up offensive rebounds and easy buckets, I just get super pissed off because they didn't really beat the pack line. This dude yeah, would crash in there, and he just scooped things up. And then 
I, I, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big blow for Virginia Tech. Like, I think they're still big. a very good team. Um, I think a very, very good team. But it, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's uh, that's tough. I mean, especially going, going right into, um, going right into, uh, into the season here. And I don't know. Let's see. I want to see who they open up with because if it's if he would somehow come back. Um, I mean, UConn opens up with I think Moorhead State. So, so Virginia Tech's got Gardner, Ball State. They don't. They play Penn Saint State, Francis, November, PA. like Central. Central. Do there? I mean, until they play Washington, December fifteenth. So maybe it's like a hope. Maybe it's like a month. But if he's already but the fact he's off the, the roster, roster, that's, that's like. Terrifying. And I, I think Buzz. Well, I don't know. I say Buzz doesn't mess around, but like I. To all of our former uh, guests, coaches, can you uh, send us a text and let us know what's going on with him? We need some sources. You know, here. we'll just say sources. You know, I'm we willing won't. to break some news. You know, let's break some news one time. Um, and then moving on, um, obviously suspensions there. Ah, match. As, as I look at the Ohio Bobcats, currently up, I think, I think it's 30, 40, 30, no, it's forty-five. I want to say forty-five. Forty-five, nothing, nothing at halftime. This is match and action. Um, one thing, and obviously we Lights, want to make camera, this Maxion. more a yeah, forty-five nothing halftime on the road at Let's Western Michigan. Go. Um, so row the boat, but um, <laughs> basically the reason why I brought this up is obviously our roots are with roots in the MAC, but Buffalo of all the conferences in the country, Buffalo might be the most unanimous team pick uh, to win any conference. They are unanimous to, uh, pick by the media to win the MAC East, unanimous to win the conference uh, tournament. And then they have three guys on the preseason first team All Mac team would be Jeremy Harris, CJ Massenberg, Nick Perkins, and obviously everyone knows them because they beat the crap out of Arizona in the first round um, last year. But they have basically all their roster back except for one guy. Um, the rest, I think, the rest of the Mac should be. I mean, should be pretty even playing field. I, I, but and so like it'll probably be pretty competitive. Outside of Buffalo, um, and the other reason I bring this up, and I want to get your take on it, how much do you think? Because the MAC has been a one-bit league. I want to say since 1995. Wow, um, That's terrible. And what do you think? So looking at their schedule, um, I pulled it up a little earlier. What do you think they need to do to be put themselves in possession for an at-large bid in case they would lose in the MAC tournament. Oh God, man! I mean, look, they they have to be all three. They have West Virginia, Syracuse, and Marquette. They got to be three and zero against those. I think they got to get two of them as long as they only as long lose as they like do. one MAC I mean, game, maybe one regular season. I mean, their strength of schedule, according to Ken Palm, right now. Uh, all right, we don't have a strength of schedule yet because. Has season hasn't started, but I mean, sleep. I mean, they've got chances. They've got decent, like, well, they've got a few easy games. They've got a couple top Southern Illinois. They play twice for some reason. See, I think, I think that's um, a top one hundred matchup. Syracuse Marquette are top thirty. I, I think it matters more when you're a one big league. I think it makes a bigger difference that you go undefeated in non conference, and then and then you can yeah. and then you can just. Then you can afford to lose one or two, because if you're like, think about it. If you're eleven and zero in non-conference, and then in your league, let's say you know however many games, it's like ten or twelve games. Let's say you're like ten and two, and you're freaking twenty-two and two. Like, there's no, there's no way you can do it. Now, as soon as you lose to like, they play like St. Francis, PA, or Dartmouth, or whatever. As soon as you lose to one of them, it's over. It's over. They're not gonna vote you in at an at in a at large. You know, they're yeah. not gonna do no. it. 
And so, so I mean, what yeah, was the last year there was two? It was 99, I believe it says 99 here. And yeah. like, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty. And that was when one, like Wally Zerbiak was crushing life. And in 2002 was uh, Kent State going to the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah, Best yeah. success the Max had outside of that was, I think, uh, the Ohio. Only, is Ohio. Sweet 16. Ohio is the only MAC team, uh, until Buffalo, was like the only MAC team to win tournament games. Yeah, in like that ever. Span. <laughs> in that span. So they won one yeah. game in 2009, and then they won two games in 2012. Um, but, I mean... It's good. I like though that Buffalo is as good for the sake of the conference. Yeah, absolutely. If the, get a and then if team. somehow if Ohio say Ohio upsets Buffalo in the MAC tournament, if Ohio can get in, Buffalo can yeah, get in Buffalo and get can, a double. And then it's yeah, I think that's it does the way better. to do it. Long term, um, can't have more than two losses in your own conference if you're that if you're trying to get in that large. No, def- definitely not. Um, I mean, think about my junior year. We went fourteen and two in the conference. That's what I'm saying. We went fourteen and two in the that. conference. We only lost to Akron. It was the same team that beat yeah. us both times. Lost in the championship game to Akron. So the only team we ever lost to was Akron, and I think we ended up being like a five seed in the NIT, and they didn't even know if we were going to make like the NIT. Yeah. So, so there's no um, respect. You, you gotta, for one you gotta just run none. through. Last but not least, um, back to the ACC. Um, Something that came up, I actually read about this probably in the summer. Um, didn't bring it up, but it, I wanted to bring it up as we have some marquee matchups Tuesday night. Um, but essentially, the ACC, and I think this would probably be a shock to some people, I don't think it's been really publicized because they haven't, nothing's actually been put into place. But the ACC is considering starting next basketball season, 2019 20, with conference games. So basically, like this Tuesday and Saturday, so November, like the first week in November, you could have essentially NC State versus Virginia and Syracuse versus Boston College and Miami versus Georgia Tech like week one. And then I doubt they would put like Duke, North Carolina. Or I was in Duke, Carolina. Do it that Not early, that, right? but like even a Duke, NC State. What are you as a conference? What are you say? You shit. You can't. Oh, Duke can't play a rivalry game now. But like we're gonna make BC that play their first game of the season against Duke. Like, you're going to be impartial to your powerhouse teams almost. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to want – the whole point of having those first two games, you want good matchups. So what John Swafford said and what they're doing – so they're already expanding the schedule from 18 to 20 games. So they're looking for a place to be, essentially put it without disrupting non-conference scheduled games that are already in place. Uh, so they want it, they've, asked, they've asked coaches apparently not to schedule – things for the first week of the season outside of Duke, who's automatically in the Champions Classic. But they're launching fully the ACC network, um, which is like it's going to be now from just playing games, it's going to be a 24-hour network. Football, they're already going to do like conference games week one. But John Swafford said it would be exciting in terms of a new network. It would bring people a network right at the beginning of the season. I think fans would be into it both from a network standpoint as well as from a competition standpoint. If we could arrange it where almost every school played, that would be a heck of a way to start the basketball season. It would have a tremendous pop to it. Yeah, I just disagree wholeheartedly. I I don't want that. No. I, I I don't think I don't want like especially not the high key. There's something it's better when Duke North Carolina is getting built up to. You know what I'm saying? January, February, it's better when 
Um, the rivalries are not just like right off the bat. I I think it's a a TV play. I think it's a ratings play. That's I all think it's it a is. money play. That's I think they, all it is. Let's let's stop thinking of football and basketball as the same sports. They don't need to be the same. Where like Alabama in their third game has like a massive test, and they need you know what I'm saying. We don't need to do that, and we already do it with the 2K Classic and the Champions and the Legend. There's all these tournaments that we get to preseason tur- that we literally get to see. We get to see Duke Kentucky. What else do you this want? This Tuesday night, the first night of college basketball, we have Duke, Kentucky, Florida State, Florida, Kansas, Michigan State. What Great else matchups, do you, what do you need? but they also don't reflect the conference race at the end of the season. Yeah. Which, like, some people, as a Virginia fan, I put a lot of stock into conference race because that's about the one thing that we do regular season and we do very well in. But what you're basically saying, what, what I have the biggest problem with is what you're saying on November – November 6th, November 5th, whatever date it is, that game, that conference game counts just as much as March 5th, like the week, the Saturday before heading to Charlotte for the ACC tournament. So you're te- like, that's my biggest problem. And, and to pull Doug Gottlieb's article or to his, or not his article, Doug Gottlieb's stance on, yo, maybe freshmen aren't ready. A team is a very different team the first like week. Just as a, there's a difference in a team and a player, but yeah. you're so much different as a team as you pour as you go to the non-conference than you get by the time you get in the conference play. So why yeah. do you, why would you put like one or two games? It's like outliers. Like oh, let's throw them to the wolves, and then okay, figure it out now. We've already. I already don't like the way the Big Ten separates playing. A couple and also, and also, December who, games. who gets the home game? Is that swapped every year? Are you if Duke plays BC? This year, do they play at you know Duke plays at home against BC? Do they play BC again to open up the season to make it fair? How does that work? All we can hope for is it doesn't happen. This doesn't. And we can just we, stay with the match. I'm happy, dude. I can't wait for Tuesday night. It's going to be great. Duke, Kentucky, Florida State, Florida, Kansas, Michigan State, like awesome matchups. There's other stuff going like later in the week. There are great matchups um, and, and tournaments coming, but it doesn't need to have conference implications behind it. Um, no. And so. Um, Last question I'll pose to you is if you are – so I brought up – so obviously Duke, Kentucky um, compared to let's say – so they're playing their first game of the season. They're playing yeah, like a the, top five team. Yeah. Very first game of the, of the year. Yep. Now Villanova. Yeah. Villanova is playing um, the 343rd ranked team in Ken Palm. <laughs> so they would be in 10th in our bottom 25. Yeah. And then they get two games, essentially it's tune-ups, Morgan State and Quinnipiac. And then the second week of the season, then they play Michigan. Would Most you, would of the teams in the country are doing what Villanova does. I will say that I think if you're not in one of those tournaments, you know, the preseason tournaments, that most of the time you're doing this. Um, like I'm sure Villanova knows whether you know whether or not they're in one of these tournaments over the next four years. I'm sure they're like, oh, 2020 we're in one, 2021 we're not, whatever. Um I don't hate on the first game, even the first say, two yeah. being. Would you like rather just cakes. jump into it or have like a couple feel it out games? Oh man! Like run I, your sets. I do kind of like the idea of like, look, like game one, you, you can't be messing around. You mm-hmm. know, like whether it's at the high school, college, NBA, like you can't like you're in it. And so like Duke has to prepare for, for Kentucky. Kentucky has to prepare for Duke. Like that's a it sets the tone for the whole year. Um, whereas no matter what. If you're on Villanova, Kentucky, Duke, can't, any of these teams, and you're playing Morgan State or Quinnipiac, like there's nothing you can say to these guys. They're gonna just roll their like I've been in the like 
there's nothing you can say. You're going to be like, oh, man, listen, like, Morgan State's pretty good. Like, we got to take them seriously. There's nothing you can yeah, say. You You're can. just better. You're going to win. And, and to put it into perspective on Kempom, I don't know if I've ever seen this. So everything, like, the winning percentage is, like, that you see 95, 97, 99%. The Morgan State game, it literally says 99.9%. Yeah. I don't – like, that. that's as pretty close. rare as um, close. to see that on, on Kempom as a winning percentage. But you've got the defending national champs. They're like fifth in the country, loaded roster, and then they play literally probably one of the worst teams. Um, and someone else, it's the exact same thing. It's they're playing um, Chicago, Chicago yeah, State. Indiana, I think. Indiana is playing, is playing Chicago State. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Like, there's, I, I like it kind of staggered. Um, Virginia does their non conference based on essentially like they try and get as many styles in as they can get if possible. They see an ACC. So they're playing like a Marshall, they're playing a VCU. They're playing different styles, which I love the way they schedule, and they're tougher matchups. Um, but Duke's going to have their hands full. So Yeah, um, they that, are. Um, Next Tuesday, baby. Tuesday night, 9.30. I've been watching a little bit of the Duke ESPN Plus show. It's interesting. It's a recruiting ploy. I know that. But um, shout out to ESPN for feeding into that. I like it. Sports Illustrated feeding into that. I like um, it, man. I can't hate on it. Let my Dukies get some shine. I do. The one thing I'll, I'll leave this on, and uh, I'm sure you'll watch this, Coach K, pool party at his house, didn't take his long sleeve shirt off. Oh, I mean, dude, that guy's 73, man. I mean, let my man live, no, you know? Let my man live. Hey, listen, if you're not following us on Twitter, at GreenlightPod1, follow us on Instagram, at TheGreenlightPod. We will be back uh, next week to go over. I can't believe it's starting soon. And we have a new logo, um, too. New logo. Peep the new logo. Um... Go follow us. Yep. Go engage. Send us some questions. Um, we'll be back next week after Duke is 1-0. I, what and, I also uh, want to do with you, and I'm praying this, I've never brought this up to you, maybe a little rapid reaction on Instagram, Ooh, Instagram after, after Duke, uh, or, or maybe halftime of Duke game, do a little rapid reaction, try and get the, the social media account up. But um, follow us, tweet us, give us some ideas, and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week after there will have been college basketball play. Insane. All right. Until next time, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors were closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poking a cup. Pull, slush, rustles up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.